G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, I focus again today on the African nation of Uganda, where there is, as you'll know from former conversations, significant mission activity that's happening. But of course, in Uganda, life is not altogether easy. Major health problems in Uganda include things like HIV, AIDS, malaria, tuberculosis, infectious diseases, mental health disorders, trauma, domestic violence, alcoholism. I'm sure that list goes on and on. Well, there are some real Aussie heroes who are working in Christian mission in places like Uganda. Today, Dr. Andrew Wright and his wife Anne are joining us. Andrew is an Australian doctor. Uh, the two of them, Andrew and Anne, are directors of the Christian Primary Healthcare Project in northern Uganda called Yotcom Uganda. And they're working in rural communities in that African nation. The two of them joining us now. Uh, to you, Andrew, and to you, Anne, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having us here. Thank you, Neil. Let me come to you first, Andrew. You're the doctor, and when we talk about those sorts of issues, uh, dreadful diseases, uh, HIV, AIDS, malaria, tuberculosis, how rife are those sorts of diseases in Uganda? Yes, well, this area of the world, sub-Saharan Africa, carries a huge disease burden uh, for the world, and many of those diseases are preventable. Many of them are, are infectious diseases. Uh, malaria, for instance, kills approximately 100,000 people every year in Uganda. It's the top uh, cause of death in Uganda. And um, malaria is due to a parasite that's transmitted by being bitten by mosquitoes. And many children under the age of five uh, die as a consequence of being infected with malaria. So that's a, a particularly big problem in that community as you've already said. And is it the case that in Uganda, the advent of primary health care is at a real low? And so when an Aussie doctor and his wife fly into Uganda, there's an immediate need for your skills. Yes, well, this part of the world, even though it carries the biggest disease burden, has actually the least number of trained health workers. Um, so in this area of sub-Saharan Africa... There's only um, one doctor to about uh, 30,000 people. Here in Australia, we've got a ratio of about one doctor to 800 people. So that gives you some idea as to the comparative access that people have to health care. Um, obviously, I'm only one doctor and I can't do much, but part of our vision is to train local Ugandan um, people to, to go to health care facilities. we We've sponsored students to study medicine and nursing within Uganda and we've seen those students come back now to work in our Yotcom Medical Centre in northern Uganda. So one of our strong beliefs is that we need to invest into training local people and increasing the number of skilled health workers who can provide you know, compassionate health care to this community. Uh, 
You go to Uganda and you're the doctor, Andrew, lots of hands-on, and I'm sure uh, the need is more than you can possibly handle. And you go along too, and uh, you're not just there uh, just to look beautiful. Uh, You're actually there and you've got a lot of hands-on with the administrative work in making the ministry work. Yes, this time when we were there, I looked into the sterilisation process tried to get that up working um, much better and also looked into the vaccine um, process. Um, After running our own practice in Brisbane for about eight years, I I gained a few skills in these areas, so I've been trying to implement them. But I feel my main role is just to connect with the people. I love the Acholi people and they're so poor and listening to their stories is what really touches my heart. What's so exciting is that it's you and your husband working together here in this mission opportunity. And uh, oftentimes you hear of one partner in a marriage who does these things, but you're just doing this together. This is, uh, this is like an adventure for your marriage, an adventure for your family. It sure is an adventure. <laughs> um, my husband is a visionary and I see myself as the um, just behind the scenes person in trying to encourage him and help him get prepared to go and keep sometimes I keep the home fires burning at home while to free him up to go other times I go with him now you're at work in Uganda and it's not just you Andrew because you've actually been developing a team training people who are going to be able to do these things while you're not present. Uh, How's your team building going? Yeah, well, that's been one of our big focuses is to, you know, develop relationships with with, uh, people and, you know, identify people that we can trust who've got skills and commitment. Um, You know, we're a faith-based organization and our, our Christian faith is really important to us. And um, as we've connected with other Christians in the community there, uh, we've been able to bring together a team, um, you know, a fellowship and a, a people of like mind who are really um, inspired and have a motivation to, you know, live out the gospel message and provide um, compassionate health care so that these people are gifted with um, skills in medicine and nursing, but they've also got a faith um, which really motivates them and inspires them. And part of our team also is... Uh, centred around our chaplain or our pastor, who her name's uh, Consi. She's a very key person in our team and she mentors uh, the fellow team members and also is involved in um, counselling patients who come to our centre. Often many of them have uh, deep emotional hurts and needs because they've lived through um, some years of civil war, they've experienced trauma, they've witnessed atrocities um, against family members and friends and there's a as you were saying in your introduction there's a a large amount of um, problems in that community with um, you know domestic violence and um, men who've turned to alcoholism as a result of loss of hope so we're looking at a really holistic approach to the health needs of the community there and as Christians I think we want to care for the whole person and we we look at wanting to, um, you know, take into account their spiritual needs and meet those needs as well as physical needs that we see. 
And when you and Andrew first went to Uganda, it was on a short-term mission trip. Sometimes I talk about missions and you've got the short-term ones and then you've got the career ones where people sow their whole lives into their mission expedition. But you and Andrew, you're somewhere in the middle there, aren't you? We are. um, Andrew, as a medical student, went to Africa, to Niger, and I think that was when um, he really had it placed on his heart that he wanted to use his medical career at some stage in Africa. So um, before we got married, we talked about it and we thought that maybe one day we would go. Um, It wasn't until about 30 years later that the opportunity actually arose, but um, we flew up to the Kickham district in 2001 on the short-term mission and at that time it was in the midst of civil war um, Joseph Coney, the rebel, was abducting children, taking them for child soldiers, and it was quite a dangerous place. So we flew in, and then we were very moved by um, what we saw there and the huge needs. And then it was on that small MAF plane on the way back to Kampala that I looked over and saw Andrew with tears running down his face, and he said, I think we need to do something. I think God's calling us, and I think that was our initial call to kick him. So that was about 15 years ago, and it's been amazing to see really what God's done since then. We're talking with Dr. Andrew and Anne Wright. And Dr. Andrew Wright, an Australian doctor, both Andrew and Anne, founders of a Christian primary health care project in northern Uganda called Yotcom Uganda. We're back to continue our conversation in just a short while. Spending a little bit of time talking about a mission work in the nation of Uganda in Africa, where there are major health issues, but very little primary health care. Dr. Andrew and Anne Wright are our guests. Andrew's a doctor, and both Andrew and Anne are directors of the Christian Primary Health Care Project in northern Uganda called Yotcom Uganda. Uh, Andrew, Yotcom, that's a strange-sounding name, but it's got a Ugandan meaning. Yes, Yotcom means health in uh, the Acholi language. The Acholi tribe are the predominant tribe in northern Uganda that we um, work amongst in a rural um, setting in in northern Uganda. Tell me about what it looks like. Do you call it a clinic or what do you call your health care centre uh, where people in Uganda who don't have any access to primary health care much, when they come to your centre, what, what are they seeing? Describe what uh, day-to-day activity looks like. Yes, well, we've um, been able to um, get some land in this uh, small rural community and thanks to the donors here in Australia, we were able to raise uh, enough funds to build a primary health care centre somewhat like a, a general practice that you'd see here in Australia with consulting rooms and uh, a room for a theatre where minor procedures can be done. Uh, but also we have some wards where up to 12 or 15 patients can be admitted overnight for uh, intravenous treatment for things like malaria or pneumonia. And um, we were able to also establish an X-ray a facility, an ultrasound room, a laboratory and a pharmacy. So all these things are attached to our primary healthcare centre, which we finished and had an official opening of only about three or four months ago. Um, so that's the structure that we work in. 
It's strategically located in a, a town of about 50,000 people, but it serves a community of about 250,000 people. And, you know, sometimes we see people coming across the border from South Sudan to access good quality health care at Yotcom. Uh, so it's, it's providing that good quality health care. And we've got a team, really, of about 30 people who work in the medical centre We've got uh, doctors, nurses, um, allied health professionals, um, you know, administration staff. So our team really is is the core strength of the outreach and the medical work that's there. Um, so people would come, they would be seen by a nurse initially, and then uh, the doctor would then see the patients and you know order investigations that might be needed and try to make a, an accurate diagnosis as best they can of whatever the their presenting problem is and then give them you know the appropriate treatment for that condition well as an australian doctor you'd be familiar with the latest medical technologies and uh, i can hear just this sort of sense of pride in what has been established there in uganda but if you're being honest about the different standards of healthcare uh, I imagine you'd be hopeful that one day your uh, primary healthcare facility would grow into something that could deal with a whole lot more than you're currently able to deal with. Yes, well, we do have a vision to do more. Um, we'd love to go out into the communities, the village areas, and provide more um, health care to isolated facility, isolated areas where people can't get health care. Um, so we've just recently raised some money for a four-wheel drive vehicle that's going to help us to mobilise our team and get them out into the community more. Um, also, we've got some land next to our primary healthcare centre that we would like to uh, build um, a maternal and child health facility on. Um, maternal death is a big problem in, in that community. The average woman in Uganda has seven children, and um, the risk of dying in pregnancy or childbirth is about 20 times higher than it is in Australia. So, you know, pregnant women die from hemorrhage and infection. Uh, young babies, newborns often die from complications of childbirth. So we, we would like to put some more energy and effort into providing a safe birthing facility, um, you know, adjacent to our current primary health care centre. And Anne, you're not the doctor, but you've seen probably a lot of cases that would be heartbreaking cases, and particularly when it comes to those uh, those motherhood issues. Uh, what are the sorts of things that you you know would perhaps uh, not really have wanted to see, not really have wanted to remember? But this is the reality of what happens in Uganda. Well, Uganda is very much a male-dominated society, so the women really suffer in many ways there. They work hard, they bear the children, they dig, they do most of the home domestic work. Um, this time when I was there a little bit earlier in the year, I was sitting in the clinic and I looked um, in the waiting room and I saw a girl and I thought, she doesn't look very old. And when I asked um, the staff how old she was, she was 14 and she had a 12-month-old baby that she was feeding. Um, so, you know, she had a child at you know, 13, um, 14, and, and at 13 because she was, the baby was now 12 months old and she was only 14. 
She also had some tests done in our laboratory and it showed up that she had syphilis. So um, the husband or the man back in the village is unlikely to come in for treatment. So even if she was treated, she would probably be reinfected. Um, We see lots of um, um, motorbike accidents. People come in with trauma. Um, This time we had a young woman um, try and take her own, uh, well, did take her own life by drinking weed killer and she was um, pregnant as well. She came in and um, we sent her off to the local hospital. We couldn't get an ambulance, so we had to fold down the seats of the vehicle that we were hiring, get her to the hospital. When we got there, there wasn't a doctor, so our team had to work on her. Um, We found out that um, a day or so later she passed away. So you just don't know what's going to walk in the door and it's often very, um, it's, it's very sad and so much malaria, so many children come in, they put them on a drip. They still use quinine. Um, many of the places don't put the drips through properly. If the drips are run too quickly, the child will go deaf. So we've put a lot of effort into teaching our nurses how to run the drips properly and administer the quinine in the right way. So that in itself will be saving lives as well. Well, it's why I call the two of you heroes, because you have left the comfort of your home in Australia and you've decided that you'll perform some very challenging tasks in your area of gifting and providing primary health care in a nation like Uganda in Africa. How can people who are listening to our conversation now, Andrew, uh, connect with you and is there opportunity for others to perhaps even follow in the footsteps that you have and get involved in the in the ministry that you're doing? Is that, uh, is that something that people can do? Yes, I mean, I, I think if, if you're a Christian and um, you've committed your life to God, then, uh, you know, surrender your life to God and look to him to give you some guidance and direction on what he would have you do with your life. I know looking back on my life, I've had times where I've just come before God and said, you know, what is it that you want me to do um, with my gifts and skills? And I've seen God answer those prayers and, and bring, um, you know, this particular vision and mission that we've um, grasped hold of um, into our lives. So I think I'd, I'd encourage listeners to spend time listening to God and hearing what he's saying about how you can be part of what God's doing in the world to extend his kingdom and to bring healing and hope to the world. Um, you know, the, the work that we're doing We've got a great support team here in Australia called our Yasties, which is the Yachtcom Australia support team. Um, that's a group of people that meet with us regularly and encourage us, and some of them have come to Uganda with us to see the work and to contribute. Um, just recently we had a couple, Pat and Marie, who stayed with us for a month in Uganda. And Pat's a, an ambulance officer and he was a paramedic here in Australia, so he um, spent a lot of time teaching and training our team on emergency medicine and Marie um, spent a lot of time with our administrative staff and building relationships. So sometimes it's good to take people with us and introduce them to our team. Uh, that's one way that people can contribute. Others contribute through prayer. Um, we've got a prayer coordinator in our support team, Lynn Pemberton, and she um, is a wonderful person who has a team of praying people around her, and we've seen some amazing answers to prayer through that team. Even just the example of how 
the resources and finances have come to fulfil our vision has been really an answer to prayer. So prayer support is a, a great thing. And we've got a website called yachtcom.com. Um, if anybody wants to have a look on there, that's an opportunity to read a bit and see a bit about what we're doing. If people would like to give financially to help us uh, with our vision, then there's a, a, a way of doing that on our website. So it's um, yachtcom, Y-O-T-K-O-M. Dot com. If anyone would like to look at that, they're more than welcome to see a bit more about our work. That website is yachtcom.com, Y-O-T-K-O-M.com. Dr. Andrew Wright and his wife Anne are our guests. Uh, both of them are directors of the Christian Primary Healthcare Project in northern Uganda called Yachtcom Uganda. And to you, Andrew, and to you, Anne, thank you so much for sharing your hearts with us today here on 2020. Thank Thank you, you. Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.